0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: It's all I want. She's
0: blonde, five foot two.
1: It's all I need, yeah.
0: And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
2: This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living
0: free. Woo! It's Friday this night.
2: K., the hippie side of you just just
0: surfaced. Just midnight specials is an old Creedence Clearwater song. Oh.
2: That's a good show. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the hippie side of me could be the Cajun Louisiana side of me. Credence Clearwater Revival, um, is an old time. I mean, maybe other people around the country listen to CCR, but if you grew up in the South, it didn't matter how it, it, even today, kids growing up in the South are forced to, whether they want to or not, listen to Credence Clearwater Revival. Do you even know who CCR is? Skins. <laughs> he's walking out on me (laughs) Skins knows all kinds of music and stuff he's just I don't know
1: I'm not 22, 23. Well, well, of course I know who CCR is.
2: Well, but when I think of you, I don't think of that kind of music. I mean, you're, you know, for those who have never seen Skins or met Skins, I mean, how do I describe you? You're, I, you're somebody that is... I bet
1: you don't even know what type of music I listen to.
2: (sighs) I don't, you, you're like a old school... You're a super classy guy, so I think of you as like way. I, I think of you as Michael Blue Bay. I, I
1: listen to bands like CCR and Boston and Van Halen. I listen to alternative. I like dance music. I, I did like know all. you
2: I did know you like to dance but I guess I think of you as is like a Michael Bu- Buble class like class you're a classy classy well, dude so that's kind of how I envisioned you you don't necessarily like my 90s throwback jams that's not necessarily
1: there's a lot of 90s throwback jams I like but there's a lot of 90s throwback jams I don't like
2: okay well and and I will tell you growing up CCR was not really my, my my favorite kind of music, but, um, you know, I had an older brother and, you know, no, actually my, my older brother w- wasn't really that much into CCR either, but CCR our parents right great, but
1: I'm more of like a Boston kind of guy. I like Boston.
2: Yeah. Um, I've always, I like a smooth groove. Um, I grew up listening to Al Green and Al Jarreau and um, Lou Rawls. So, Mama was really always, you know, I was I was brought up listening to, you know, and Neville Brothers in New Orleans. I was brought brought up listening to a lot One of R and B. Favorite
1: artists: Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm.
2: I saw Huey Lewis in the News at Jazz Fest. That's when Jazz Fest started going off the rails and got away from Jazz and Heritage Festival and started getting into mainstream. But All right. Enough about my musical taste. We got to get back into um, some some hardcore news here. Thank you, caller. Tell me
1: how classy I am. Keep going.
2: (laughs) Well, you're not uh, you're not so classy that you didn't appreciate a clip today of a heckler at a Joe Biden rally. You ain't you you you're not above enjoying a Joe a good Joe Biden heckle.
1: No, always up for that.
2: (laughs) Um, By the way, thank you, caller. That's our twenty four hour hotline, which we still check during the show, by the way. Uh, 844-814-5227. I'm surprised nobody's called in to, to comment on our question about spanking, yay or nay. And should it be brought back in the schools? What do you think about that? So yeah, there was some heckling going on at a Joe Biden, some, I think he was at some rally they were calling some, um, some rally where he was at. Well, I don't remember the name of the rally. It was typical Democrats. I mean, you know, they're really the... the Tyrannical, crazy people, but he was at some supposed freedom rally. So here's what a, an attendee had to say: Skins clip eight, I think this is.
0: The whole notion of the burning all down politics of minor Republicans continues to be a drug beat.
2: You stole the election.
0: You stole it. You stole it, guy. You stole
2: it. You're a pedophile too. <laughs> He threw in there. You're a pedophile, too.
1: (laughs) Yes, you're right. I'm not beyond a good heckle.
2: Exactly. So, you know, you have a sense of humor, too. See, that's what I love about Skins. He's an all around guy like he's 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 a true renaissance man. He could listen to Michael Bublé and and chuckle at a good Biden heckle at the same time. But look, this dude is right on. He stole the election. Right? And in a variety of different means. Let me tell y'all, even if you're giggling today that Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson had to be deposed today by Dominion over these election machines, even if you don't believe that there was any kind of fraud, even if you're in the Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican Party, who's saying that, oh, it's so rare, which is a bunch of hooey. We know Arizona. We we know everything. We know all the different ways in which fraud took place in 2020 from through the courts, through the ballot, drop mailing ballots, the mules and all that. But even if you don't believe any of that, you have to know that the FBI has been in on the FBI and big tech and others have been in on suppressing information that control the message you control minds, right? And then therefore you can control the outcome of the elections. There was a poll that came out today in which 79% 79% 79% said that Joe Biden would not. And this is among people who actually believe that Joe Biden won, right? 79% came out today and said Joe Biden would not be president today if the voters had been informed about the Hunter Biden laptop.
1: And that's still being suppressed.
2: It's still being suppressed. Still not be, being suppressed because ever, all everybody's talking about today is the fact that that a raid was done on Mar-a-Lago. And basically what you should have learned today... Uh, is that according to this affidavit what we saw today was because CBS in Miami reported some moving vans. Oh, so CBS Miami gets to decide what's classified and what's not. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Hunter Biden is still not being prosecuted. But getting back to stealing the election, it was stolen. It let's take out all the other fraud. 79% of Americans today say that joe biden would not be president and that's actually we actually already knew that for at least 14 percent of biden voters said had they known about the hunter laptop story beforehand they would not have voted for him and that's enough to swing the election how did they steal it over the hunter biden laptop story suppression uh, you listened to zuckerberg himself uh skins please play clip 11 how do you guys handle things when they're uh, a big news
0: item that's controversial like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story the new York yeah, post Yeah, we had too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um I mean basically the background here is the FBI I think basically came to us uh, some some folks on our team and was like, "Hey, um just so you know, like you should be on high alert, there was the we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have and on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to
2: that. So just be vigilant. Wow. He went on to explain, it was about a five minute long interview. He went on to explain that basically they used the algorithms. They didn't ban it. He bragged about how they didn't go all the way like Twitter and ban the story what's completely off the platform. But what they did was they used their algorithms to suppress it and push it down to where people didn't see it, which was basically effectively the same thing. But get this, think about this for a minute. The FBI controlled the outcome of an election by withholding information from the voters that had to do with a presidential candidate's and his son abusing the office of the vice presidency using the US government positions to go around and do deals to line the pockets of his of his family. How is that not the biggest story today instead of whether or not Donald Trump who had every right as commander in chief, to decide what was classified and what wasn't, what was a personal document or a professional document that should stay somehow uh, at, at, you know, in the National Archives. And by the way, nobody at the National Archives has the right to decide what's classified and what's not. The President of the United States does. And at the time that those vans were loaded up and driven down from the White House, he was still President of the United States. Meanwhile, we had electioneering done and continue to have electioneering done by the FBI. Tom DeBacaro was on last hour. What was his op-ed about? What conclusion did he draw last week with that op-ed was that the FBI's sole function right now in the United States of America is to control the outcome of the elections on behalf of the Democrat Party. And this is this is what's taking place right now in Mar-a-Lago. Meanwhile, the other part of that man, the, heck, the heckler's comment was you're a pedophile too. Yeah, he is. Is the media talking today? We, we know that uh, the FBI raided Project Veritas' uh, um, offices regarding Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Well, he got the diary legitimately. He paid a couple of people for it. They were prosecuted by the, by the government for theft of a diary when it, they didn't steal Joe Biden's daughter's diary. She left it with them. And they sold it to Project Veritas. But why is that the story instead of the fact that Joe Biden's daughter documented in her diary that she had to take showers with him as a kid? That she said were inappropriate. How is that not the story? That she was over, quote, over sexualized as a kid. So Joe Biden, he didn't steal it himself. He's not capable of doing anything but, but, you know, stealing other people's words and being a plagiarist. But the election was flat out stolen for Joe Biden, in part through big tech. And he is a pedophile, in my opinion. And so was Hunter. And isn't it interesting of, of how many of his offspring all were drug addicts? The man has no business being near anybody's kids any, and anywhere near any seat in government and never had any business being there. All right, we're going to take a break. See, now I'm cranky again. I was in such a good mood when we started the show. How can we get in a good mood again? We actually have the owner, I believe, from the club 77 in Sydney, is going to be here to explain their new policy. You heard that song, "No Parking, Baby," no parking on the dance floor. Now it's "No Staring, Baby," no staring on the dance floor. Come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, of San Diego.
1: Andrea K the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Seems our mate down under from Sydney, Australia, owner of Club 77. Um, he wanted to call in on tonight's show and address you know, the, the, the world on his anti-stare policy. Um, but I, me thinks... He's decided he doesn't want to answer any questions. Maybe he
1: was being respectful, not staring at the <laughs> dial pad on the phone.
2: Listen, I was going to do a nice interview. I was—I don't do gotcha interviews. I don't invite people on to be disrespectful. Um, but there had actually been questions from people as to whether or not this was even a legit policy, or was this so, like how were we going to get some attention for our club? But I mean, you—you you know, it—it—it it, it actually. If you look at their website, it seems like it's a legit Oh, it's thing. on
1: there. It's on there about yeah. us uh, like the safety policies page.
2: Yeah. Um I do want to finish up this gives me an opportunity to finish up a little bit more on this on this um diary story because that the FBI and, and the DOJ has been used to go after people to retrieve this diary talk about an abuse of power. Right? Here's the story. Um, a man and a woman pled guilty to, quote, conspiracy to commit interstate transportation of stolen property yesterday in a Manhattan court. All this over a diary. The pair is Amy Harris, 40, and Robert Curlander, 58. They traveled from Florida to New York to sell the diary to Project Veritas for $40,000. I mean, is this really, you know, the use of our Department of Justice time to go after these two over a diary? This is the problem that we've got with the FBI and the DOJ. Their entire purpose now is to cover up the crimes, cover up the crap and the, the graft and everything on the on behalf of the Democrats, because they're trying to suppress information. They're trying to also send a message. Don't you dare go up against us. Don't you dare try to share any information that has that's unflattering, because it might affect the outcome of an election. Meanwhile, every time there's a mass shooting, every time there's a terrorist attempt or a terrorist attack and people die, we find out that the shooter was known by the FBI. But this is what they're busy doing, going after a couple who found a diary. According to them, um, they and by the way, they initially tried to sell it to the Trump campaign, but Trump refused. What does that tell you about Trump? And he actually trusted the FBI enough. He, he refused. and He actually told them to give it to the FBI. So, you know, Trump plays fair. Right. When it comes when it, Trump is the one who plays fair. How is MAGA fascistic? right? It's Trump and and MAGA who believe in playing by the rules. We believe in winning legitimately, and we know that we can win legitimately. They know they can't. They know that they have to weaponize the FBI and the Department of Justice and the entire intelligence community because they know that the entire Democrat Party and the Biden administration, particularly the Biden family, are nothing but a bunch of disgusting, corrupt crap weasels. What really happened is that the diary wasn't stolen. Ashley Biden abandoned the diary in a halfway house in Florida where she was recovering from a sex and drug addiction. The media makes it seem like Harrison Kurlander broke into Biden's home and stole it. And of course, you know, they, they, oh well, Andrea, they pled guilty. Well, of course, what are you going to do? Go up against the, the Biden administration? How well has that worked out for people who actually have money? so then they then they raided Project Veritas and tried to tried to put the jackboot of tyranny down on project Veritas and you know they paid forty grand for it you know why not why wouldn't they why wouldn't they why wouldn't they acquire a diary that had been abandoned by so so somebody leaves a diary behind and that's it and and it's what you know a hot potato nobody's allowed to touch it we don't uh, nobody owes that to Ashley Biden because because this is the daughter of Joe Biden she gets somehow you know uh, you know her diary somehow gets you know special consideration in terms of the privacy front now what do you think would happen if don junior or ivanka left a diary in a halfway house where she had been for sex and drug addiction do you think what do you think the left would have done with that with that diary they'd be reading that diary right now all over every every legacy media outlet this article goes on to say it's the contents of the diary that should be the headline, where she talks about being hypersexualized sexualized in her youth and having inappropriate showers with her dad. Biden's a creep, an absolute disgusting creep. No question about it. All right. Such a creep, actually, that he went on to call MAGA semi-fascist. I don't know. It's how are you semi-fascist? Either you're fascist and fascistic, or you're not, right? You're leaning fascist.
1: You're not all the way there.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like yeah. It I, I, leaning. It's kind of like leaning pregnant, right? You're. I'm kind of pregnant, right? Well, he was asked, what you know, um, what does it mean uh, to be semi-fascist? And here was his response. Clip two.
3: What do you mean by semi fascism sir? In December, you
0: You know what I mean.
2: No. And you know what? You don't know what you mean either. <laughs> Joe Biden.
1: Apparently he thinks he does because he was smiling.
2: Yeah. Um, so then um, Jean-Pierre, Curly Hair Jean-Pierre. Maybe that'll be our new nickname for her. Curly Hair Jean-Pierre. Um, she was asked about it today um, because basically he is attacking this was the man that was supposed to unite everybody right he's attacking 74 million voters as being semi fascist and so curly hair was asked today about it Um, uh, please play this handwriting man you're killing me with this handwriting
1: it's, I'm working on your on your mental <laughs> decoder ring
2: you know I'm not allowed to stare you're forcing <laughs> me to stare the one, I believe. Yeah,
1: we have a winner.
0: And secondly, the president
3: also he respects conservative Republicans, but he does not respect MAGA Republicans. More than 70 million Americans voted for Trump in 2020. Does he not respect those Voters. No, that, I mean, that's not what he said. I'm gonna, I, I think he was pretty clear and he was very powerful <laughs> right. uh, last night. Look, what the president said last night was that when it comes to MAGA Republicans, when it comes to the extreme ultra uh, wing of Republicans, they are attacking democracy right? Uh, They are attacking, taking away rights and freedoms. They are using threat of threats of violence. Uh, They are taking away voting rights. And he called it what it is. That's what he did. He called it what it is and what many, uh, we would argue, uh, you know, historians would agree with us on. And so what Joe Biden believes is as president, he should and president should uh, be the strongest voice uh, for democracy. And so he was making uh, that very clear he was making that contrast to what congressional democrats have been doing which is fighting for our rights fighting for freedom say what oh
2: girl 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 okay That's just that. That was painful. That was painful. That was as painful as looking up and seeing a few minutes ago on one of the monitors, a hot dog flavored popsicle. Now, look, I love me. I love me some hot dogs. But I felt like I was eating a hot dog flavored popsicle. Just having to listen to that. I mean, you feel me?
1: (laughs) My son and I have barbecued hot dogs and hamburgers uh, for lunch across the street. And I do not want that flavor in a popsicle.
2: No, (laughs) no. I mean, you know, no, no. Stop Stop delivering a hot dog flavored popsicle to me, lady. Don't, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, they're attacking democracy. It's there's just more pro- projection. He's got to, you know, they've got to do better if they're going to continue to try to gaslight America like this. Taking away rights? No. Where are, the, where are the MAGA taking away anybody's rights? Let me refresh your memory. You don't have the right in this country. To go or, or and, and that's, this right is being assumed all across this country where we've got school. T- <laughs> we've got, you're making me stare at you. <laughs>
1: Freedoms. What about when the whole COVID thing was going on? Yeah, and they wanted to mandate across the country if you were
2: employed. You had to get the kill shot. We still have kids in this country that are being forced to mask up all day long. That's democracy. We actually had a four-year-old... Uh, at, here in California, I think it was up in the Mountain View area. Um, the cops called, they, the school called the cops to remove this four year old because he didn't have a mask on. So, no, it's not MAGA that's taking away anybody's rights. I mean, yeah, the COVID, the COVID example alone for two years, it was the Democrats and they continue to want to remove our rights from us. And oh, by the way, show me in the Constitution where it says that some school teacher or some principal has the right out to, to act as a parent and, and put some five-year-old on a projection to mutilate their body and giving them puberty blockers. And what's this lie about taking away somebody's voting rights? Let me me share with you, you African-American voters out there, and I've said this before on um, Black News Channel, BNC, there is nothing, there is no individual or no group of individuals in this country who currently have the right to vote in any way being infringed. You do not have any um, entitlement to additional conveniences to vote simply because of the color of your skin. I don't care that you think because of something that happened 300 years ago that that entitles you to be able to vote at any time you want, at any place you want, at the drive-through window at 2 a.m. I No, you're not entitled to additional conveniences that you demand So knock it off. Nobody's removing your rights, your rights. What they're denying you is unconstitutional, self-centered, narcissistical, egomaniacal, entitled demands. No. Now it seems now I'm getting cranky again. What else did she say? Oh, threats of violence? Um, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't think it was Republicans that were violating the Constitution and threatening Supreme Court justices in order to try to get their way out of a ruling, committing felonies. It wasn't Republicans who showed up to kill and or uh, to assassinate one, if not three or four, Supreme Court justices. It wasn't a Republican who shot up a baseball field loaded with Democrats. It wasn't Republican Congressperson who who stood at at a parking lot and shouted, "If you see them." around them and create mobs. It wasn't Republicans that ran Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of a restaurant with her children and followed her, heckling her and and threatening her and her family down the street. What threats? And it's not the Republicans that are denying children safety measures in their schools, by the way. It's the Democrats who want to arm 87,000 IRS agents, but don't want to arm security guards to protect children.
1: And what about the summer of violence, where a lot of them were Black you. Lives Matter? And Black Lives Matter is now being praised by Democrats.
2: Exactly. In fact, there's a story out of Hawaii today in which the, um, the state of Hawaii, I'm going to have to delve into it and maybe bring Tom Dell back on. But in Hawaii, there's somebody that had a vanity plate, a license plate that said FBLM on it. And now he's going to be, or her, is going to be prosecuted. For that license plate. Excuse me, where in the Constitution does it say, my, I, I, my, I, my little Constitution tells me that I have the right f- to free speech.
1: Now, what if, what if instead of BLM, it said an abbreviation of Trump? Bet you it would have stood.
2: Well, of course. It should either way. Because, and, and and if you don't want somebody to have that on their license plate, how did they get that on their license plate? They got it through the exactly. state, right? It went through the DMV. It went through the DMV. What, what are we talking about here? If you don't want somebody to have that on their license plate, you just deny it. I mean, here in California, if you want a vanity plate, you put on there that this is what you want. And you can't, I don't think in California you, can't, you can not say. It even says on the form, you can't put anything. Yeah, you can't put anything. Are well, you going to prosecute somebody? Just tell them, no, remove the license plate. But then you got to make, but then you got to make sure that there you, you don't have anything else that says "f" anybody else on a license plate.
1: But see again, the, but, but it was if it was was this Hawaii? Yes. So if it was approved by the Hawaii, the Hawaii DMV, it's all good. Or they shouldn't have. They should not have approved it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. Do you hear about the movie My Son Hunter? That's out. I have not. Yeah, evidently you can watch it on YouTube. I just got an email from somebody on that. Stay tuned. I'm going to investigate this. We can do a little. Yeah, you can still go see
1: Top Gun Maverick in theaters.
2: All right. Well, I might. I might have to see both. Nice plug, by the way. You get a commission. They paying you I some money, killed. man. You deserve it.
3: AK,
0: in a K. Dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So during the break, I saw an email from a friend of mine who sent me a link to see the uh, trailer for the movie My Son Hunter. And I'm not sure how to see this movie, but it stars Gina Carano, and it is a—it's not a documentary, obviously. <laughs> um, but it is—it um, looks to be, um, I guess, a full-length feature movie that they've made about Hunter Biden, and it's starring, I guess, Gina Carano. So I'm not sure how to see this. I think it was done by Daily Caller. Which is I think that's Ben Shapiro's outfit. So um, I don't know if you have you guys seen it. I think it was playing maybe earlier today. If you've seen it, give me a call eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Tell me what you think about it. I knew the Daily Caller after Gina Carano got fired. I knew that they brought her on board and they were going to start making some films with her. So I guess this is um, you know their their you know first maybe film. You know she's a great actress. I love her. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have family that work with her that say that she's absolutely amazing, just, a, you know, a great gal, and so... um Yeah, so I'm glad that she's continuing to get work. And this is what we need to do, right? I mean, we need to continue. Of course, Salem here at Salem. I mean, we've been ahead of the game long before Daily Caller. We've been putting out content. You can go to Salem now and see all kinds of movies like um, Michelle Obama. 2024, we had Joel Gilbert on the show. You know, um, we've also got Uncle Tom there. We've had so many movies. The Dennis Prager movie that he did with Adam Carolla, No Safe Spaces. So check out Salem now. Uh, plug for Salem, by the way, on that Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2,000 Mules. Who's seen that, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I don't mind seeing uh, Daily Caller trying to compete with Salem, putting out some movies. This is what we need to do. In addition to having entertainment pieces put out by conservatives, we know that when it, you know, hey, what's the, what's the, what's the lesson? School may be out for summer. Well, what's the numero uno lesson Hollywood should have taken away from this summer, my man? If you go woke...
1: You go broke.
2: That's right. And when you celebrate America, you got money in the bank. You make one
1: point four million dollars, like a movie. I'm not going to mention again.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't need to mention it. Everybody knows it. it that um, that that movie is such a blockbuster that our man down in Florida had to do a riff on it with his campaign ad. Top Guff. That was a great ad. Great ad. Okay, so. Um, Hmm. Do I tell you guys what happened in the stock market today first, or do I or, or do I play the Joe Biden clip talking about how great the economy is? <laughs> Let's start with this. Uh, yeah, here's Joe Biden bragging, tooting his own horn on the economy. Clip three.
0: The economy's looking good so far. We're hanging in, and I feel good about it. But we have a long way to go. I consider success if only ten percent take advantage of it. Look, people need help. And by the way, the end result of this is, as I've met with everyone from from the former Secretary of Treasury to everyone else, this is not going to cause inflation. Number one. Number two, it will generate economic growth. The opposite, because you got people who are, in fact, now going to be freed up to be able to go borrow money to buy a home. Wait, stop right there. Start- wait.
2: wait I- Okay. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Did he just say, Skins, that we had to provide debt relief because then these people will be able to go out and take out more debt and buy home?
1: That's what he said. Um <laughs> I love how <laughs> economics works, but he makes it so clear.
2: Oh they they uh, this was supposed to be about these poor people struggling. We got to get these people these are trying to fight these are the poor people trying to fight to to make their way into middle class. Did I not play that clip last night from the from some uh, from his financial guru and now this is just basically so that people can have some money in their pocket to go buy a home? That's insane. But it proves that this is nothing about it this is about nothing but buying votes. And um, nonsense income redistribution. This is just complete insanity. And it, it, and I, he mentioned, oh, I've talked to everybody. Throws one name out, former somebody. The only person he can he can say that he, he that he spoke to who says it's not going to raise inflation is somebody who's no longer in the is not in his administration is no longer in government. Maybe he should have got on the phone with Obama. Obama's former financial advisor, who just went on a rant they're,
1: they're yesterday saying that about it. Move.
2: Yeah. And on top of it, he's talking about the economy is good. The Dow was down over 1,000 points today. Over 1,000 points today. And let me tell you uh, the stock market is not about rich people. That's where school teachers' pensions are, that's where firefighters' pensions are.
1: A lot of people got their 401ks.
2: Yes. That's where your middle class people are saving for retirement because they know that Social Security is going to be broke by the time they get there. And even if it's not, they're only going to get 70 cents on the dollar back. So it won't be enough. So they've invested how we've been telling the American people for so long, max out your contributions to your 401k. Well, this is where they're at, right? Now they've they've lost. I don't even want to open my statements. So... Yeah, the economy is great, Joe Biden. Oh,
1: hey, uh, Biden's advisors though. One of them says, "Don't worry, it's a one-time deal."
2: <sighs> we're we're supposed to believe that? Yeah, play that clip.
1: I would say two things. Number one, this is going to be a one-time thing in terms of the the blanket relief. You know, use this is an authority that uh, uh, is conditional on an emergency, as, as I said, and the president believes that this uh, relief is warranted in this instance. Um, Coming out of the pandemic and as we transition back into repayment, it is not the kind of authority that you can use over and over. Andrew, you notice there's that word there again. Emergency.
2: Well, right. Well, first of all, we do not have it. it, it, Well, uh, that was, you know. (laughs) what's this whole saying that if the government can use an emergency to take away your rights, they'll create an emergency, continue to create emergencies, that we did not have an emergency when it came to student debt. And if we did, then the issue is you go and solve the problem that created it, which is inflated tuition. Um, But if we've got a crisis because people can't pay their bills, then how are they going to be able to turn right around and buy a house in January, which is what Biden just said? Because if they can't pay this bill, they can't pay a mortgage. And we're not supposed to be paying off student loan debt so that people can turn around and buy a house. Because you know what? Then now I'm not only paying for somebody's degree. Now I'm subsidizing their home purchase.
1: Roundabout. Yes, you are.
2: It's just another example of this being a bunch of crap about it just... Furthering the transition of our culture from one of what it was founded on—that this government owes you nothing but opportunity—you're not so you're, you it, you do not have a right to food provided by by the government. You do not have a right to a roof over your head provided by the government. You do not have a right, um, to health care. All of that you you have a the only thing this country was guaranteeing you is an opportunity, and it is up to you to assume your personal responsibility for your life, and go out there and work hard to achieve it.
1: Last time I checked, that's what the Constitution says.
2: Right, because there is no such thing as government money. And traditionally in this country, when we had people fall into hard times, it was the local community, churches, family, etc., that helped provide the hand up. And over time, they've made it into uh, the collective role of society to help out the individual and that's it we should have never gone down that path this is one of the reasons why I hate FEMA and I come from an area to where after Katrina there was not one area that wasn't destroyed by Katrina that I didn't have a friend or family who lost I'm talking about not one neighborhood where I didn't one area that I did not have family or friends who lost and I said then that, that you know no taxpayer around the country should have to reimburse some you know buddy in Louisiana to help them rebuild their home You live down there by choice. If you don't have insurance to cover it, that's a choice. It's your responsibility for your life. That should have been the message out of Katrina. Why do we even have FEMA, the federal emergency management? No, we've just, we've centralized everything in our country, including philanthropic help and support for when you've fallen on hard times. That needs to be decentralized as well and put back into the local communities. We're going to take a break. We come back here of the week and stink of the week. You got 344 1170.
1: Andrea K, telling you like done. it is all while eating a donut. Here, okay? The Andrea K show <laughs> on the answer, San Diego.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be here better than before.
2: Okay. Yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. <laughs> okay, it's gone. <laughs> and listen, full stop. It is gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of listening to this. No,
2: me neither. And you know what? And it's also a good segue for me because we next week we are relaunching on camera streaming. So stay tuned. I'm going to start posting out in the next couple of days some information on that. Um, but I will give you a little hint. Do you have a Rumble account? Check out Rumble. Okay, so it's time for here the weekend Stink of the Week. Our friend Troy is on the line. He's got a hero, and I want to hear it. Hello, Troy.
0: I oh, hope you're buddy there who covers all the educational stuff, but I will go with the University of Alabama. Or not not the University of Alabama, the state of Alabama.
2: Oh, okay. Why is that?
0: Because, and I got this from Newsmax, they had a uh, transgender male wanting to be a female. Whatever. Apply at a, uh, a bunch of universities to be in the sororities, and they all said no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I love this story, Troy. I'm so glad you called in. We actually reported this last week. Bob and I talked about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. No. No. I'm glad you called in because you know what? We didn't have to, we didn't have much time to really give the the proper attention to this story. Um, this week, actually, a few days ago, was bid day at, at uh, my sorority at LSU. I'm a proud Delta Zeta, number two sorority in the nation, and you know, and I'm still in touch. My best girlfriends today are girls that I met in my sorority this means something to us this is a lifetime Mm -hmm. of sisterhood and they're trying to pierce that Troy they're trying to take something so important to us away and try to destroy it let me tell you something dudes out there you dudes in a skirt go start your own house call it gamma beta used to be a dude I don't care what you call it but why do they have to take something from us Troy
0: to destroy it. I mean, that's the right. entire idea. Right. So you're,
2: it. so you're right. Not one sorority took the bait. They held their ground. They were courageous enough to do so. And so, um, the, the Greek system at Bama, I'm going to give them a roll tide, Troy. And I thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. Cause I got to get onto my man skins here and see who he's got this week for his nominee for here of the week.
1: You know, Andrea, it's really not that hard.
0: And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac.
2: What I've been
1: wanting to say for two years, home run DeSantis.
2: Yeah. You know what? I mean, and you can say stuff like that when you know that your policies, you know, what, you know, the Republican party, one of the reasons why so many in the establishment are weak is because they're fearful. They don't have the strength of their convictions. When you have the strength of your convictions and you're willing to put that into play and you're willing to implement it. And then and then you see the benefit of it. Then Santa's
1: never cowers.
2: He he doesn't cow. Then you then you're free to be bold. He has proven just like Trump. Trump Trump didn't have to. Trump was elected not in spite of his being rough around the edges and saying stuff like that, but because of it. Right. This is what we're thirsty for in this country. And this is what which is somebody who's willing to stand up for us to fight for us against the forces of the deep state who are trying to destroy this country from within. So memo to the establishment Republicans and any Republican running for office right now. Um, be be like DeSantis. And that's not metaphorical. Literally. No, literally and figuratively. If you're a Republican in office, he has proven it as it, he has proven the, the playbook Trump. Proved in 2016, he just destroyed conventional wisdom as to, to yes, you can win a, a Republican uh, presidential election um, while talking straight to the American people about the issues that we face and not being, and, and refusing to be afraid of the politically correct crowd.
1: And dare I say, had he ran his 2020 campaign the same way, I think he, might have pulled it out.
2: Yeah, I think that he he might have been able to pull it out over the uh, the election fraud that took place. I think that there was clearly some mistakes made. It was stolen from him, though. Oh, I agree. But I think that Arizona, what we see, in, what we saw in Arizona in the primary there with Carrie Lake, is that uh, uh, understanding what you face and having a plan for it can overcome some election fraud. Um Gee, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of who I have for a hero of the week. Let's go to your stink, and then I'll think who I've got for you. Uh,
1: you know, actually, this one just came to me pretty recently. Uh, I saw a headline on OAN earlier today that says that Newsom. He says he attacks DeSantis. Going back to DeSantis because he's a bully. Really, you bullied this state probably like no other governor has and yeah acted as a king on high
2: it's yeah i mean and that kind of comment is is only going to play well with the far left limousine liberals in this country in the state and you're right
1: he won't he won't take the nomination for
2: no this. you're you know he's being incredibly stupid because he's doubling down on insanity instead of you if he was smart he wouldn't be trying to to take on Texas with billboards that say the Texas miracle died in Uvalde. I mean, the, the truth has come out about what happened in Uvalde. I mean, he's 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 showing that he really does not have. He's only in office here in California because of the system being cooked for decades, paving the way for him. He's, I've said this before. He's not going to play on well on a national stage.
1: I didn't believe you at first, but you know what? I wholeheartedly agree with you. He now. can't.
2: It, 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 for him to play well on a national stage, he would have to start pivoting to the center. Oh, and, he's not even coming. And close. And he's not even coming close. He's not even coming close. Who's your stink? If we did oh, my stink, my stink has to be uh, anybody defending Joe Biden's literally robbing our treasury, looting our treasury to buy votes. And, and you know what? My hero might have to be the former Biden financial advisor who actually went on a rant against it. Because that's somebody who has character and integrity and isn't about that's partisanship. About
1: that's called truth.
2: Yes. So, um, that being said, you guys have a phenomenal weekend. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.